Welcome to The Lila Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews, and you've tuned in to the right place to up-level in your life and business. Enjoy the show. Welcome to The Lila Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews, and we have a very special episode today. I say that every episode, but I am honored to have you here with me. And when we have guests and... um you know, my aim is that it is a special episode every episode. So if you listen last week, I introduced uh, the Leela method and uh, had mentioned I'm in the midst of writing a, a book on all of this. And I wanted to introduce Heal, Be, and Create in their own episode. So you have some anchor points. If you're doing this work on your own, things will start to shift and move for you. So uh, today we're going to talk all about heal, healing. And I want to start with a definition so we can all be on the same page. Just a simple Google search. Uh, the, the word of Germanic origin related to Dutch and German, Helen, Helen, also to whole. So uh, it's saying to become sound or healthy again of a person or treatment, the cause to become sound or healthy again. Uh, his concern is to heal sick people, to become sound or healthy again, to alleviate a person's distress or anguish, and then to correct or to put right. So take from those definitions, uh, but some words sticking out is whole, right? Coming to wholeness, healthy. Those are the anchors that I'd like to stay with to to correct even, to put right. So how how do we start healing? How can you go about healing? I I think this word can feel somewhat ethereal and like uh, unattainable. And part of that reason is I think there's some deep, 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 heavy programming around wholeness and that being possible or not, right? And in a lot of different traditions, cultures, uh, we're getting a lot of messages of you're broken, you're broken, and and for so many different reasons. And I'm going to kind of veer us away from that and just have this first question is, do you believe wholeness is possible for you today? And I, I say that because maybe there's ways for you to work through all of the programming and the, you know, we'll just keep it at programs that have been kind of like put on you or you've adopted and, and healing can help alleviate those. But we want to come into this present moment and ask is, do you believe wholeness is available to you? Or do you believe that it's possible for you to make right? Do you believe that you can become healthy again? Do you believe that you can uh, alleviate your own distress? I'm starting there because if it's a no, (laughs) this is going to be tricky. (laughs) And if it's a no, because the programs are running so deep and so thick uh, around like, no, it's not possible because, uh, you know, I I recommend checking out EMDR. That's a special technique that can really, really dive into trauma and start to alleviate Uh, tapping EFT. These are some different tools that you can use whether with a professional or on your own to, to support that. So um, we're going to get into some different tools, but I want to just start with that. Do you believe wholeness is available to you? So, you know, if yes, <laughs> great. If no, okay, great. Like there's work to do either way. And when we talk about healing, there is always a next layer. And so coming to this acceptance point of the destination maybe 
you're maybe already in the destination. <laughs> you're maybe already in the destination of right now. And so um, if that if that's the case and there's always another layer, it then becomes this commitment to showing up as fully in your present moments as possible. And again, there's many, many different tools to support that as well. So we have belief that wholeness is available and then like that there is no destination. The destination is the journey and you're in it. So then you're in the destination and then one could even infer that like you're in wholeness. And so then everything outside of you being in wholeness and feeling in wholeness could be lies, could be growth opportunities, could be pieces to direct the healing energy. I've done a lot of things. I've tried a lot of things. And what I notice as it relates to healing is that it's easy to, it's like spiritual bypass, but let's say healing bypass. It's easy to like put your healing on someone else or not take ownership of your healing or uh, you know, there's denial, certainly like, I don't have anything to heal. You know, it's like, yeah, you might, you might like this planet. There's a lot of things to heal, which would mean lead me to believe that every human has something to heal. And like, you're one of those people. So being curious about this conversation feels so important. You know, you might be on like, say the front lines of climate change, but you will not do healing work with yourself. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not here to be judgmental, but you may have a much larger impact on the planet if you can snap into doing this internal work. Now, healing being creating, these three things are happening simultaneously, maybe sometimes your efforts, energy, and attentions will go to one of those kind of actions, being, healing, creating more than others at different times in your life. Maybe you need more support in one more than other, um, but these aren't mutually exclusive. And so this is so important too, because if you're the type to stop everything, and I've been this type, where it's like, I'm so fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to just heal everything and then start back in the world. You know, I, I've come to know that like that's in itself like almost a form of escapism. Again, from my own inquiry, just something to be aware of. Oh, okay. Like I don't want to show up in any part of my life until I'm like done enough healing what so I can be perfect again. So I'm telling you about that because this is a common trap that people can experience and, um, and kind of like get lost in. So that's important. And this ownership piece of we're not outsourcing our healing, right? So oh, my massage therapist is the best healer. She's going to fix me. My energy worker is the best healer. My acupuncturist is the best healer. My doctor is the best healer. My meds are the best healer, whatever. It's like, whatever your lane, um, I would encourage you to take ownership in that as there can be powerful, supportive, amazing vehicles to help you get there and maybe even get there faster, but it's all coming from within you and being really energetically noticing sensitive to where that's happening. And is there a way that you can reclaim that responsibility and still work with that person? Or maybe it's time to not be working with that person. That's totally up to you. So for myself, healing in some ways came out of a necessity. It was like in my early twenties, I just couldn't deny sort of how fucked up some of my thinking was. And, 
um, in my life. Like it was just, she was like catching up to me and I had really leaned heavy on food and, and fitness as like control. They were, they were actually, if anything, more abusive to myself at times than, than healing or supportive or health supportive. So those vehicles to get me through healing in my, especially specifically in my early twenties were like confusing avenues. But I do think for me, like this whole conversation started from athletics, wanting to be a great athlete, you know, being in performance, performing to, uh, okay, now I want my diet to also go along with this. Oh man, I'm really stressed getting into meditation. And then it was just like, oh my God. And, and the rabbit hole of healing began and continued and, and unfolded. Um, so I was reading, I love to read. And I was reading a Joe Dispenza book. I was looking up like social media addiction. And this was in 2000 and I want to say 11. So there wasn't like a lot of writing about social media addiction. Everything was still pretty new, but I could feel, I could feel like kind of like an obsession with a feeling of the tools. I could tell there was an addictive tendency. And I, I honestly was like scared because I wasn't feeling good. And I was like, oh my God, this is so addictive. And his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And this book cracked me open. I mean, this was like one of the beginnings of the crack opens. And, you know, as much as there was little touches on the role of social media, there was a lot more about beliefs, neurology, the power of your mind, the psychology. It was like at a time in my life that I could be really receptive to this particular book. Uh, I, I actually thought it was better than his next book, Becoming Supernatural, but I probably could give that one a reread. Maybe it was just a consciousness thing within myself. So at this moment, I was really receptive to breaking the habit of being yourself. And this is, this was the first introduction to like, Hey, everything that you've been up to this moment can be different. And I think that's where I started to be introduced to personal responsibility, to taking ownership. And it was in a very subtle way that did, I didn't feel like I was like in more shame. So just want to mention that book. It feels really important. And as I went through so many different challenges, just so, so many, it was just this each next step. And I tell you the piece about ownership and not, not outsourcing your healing, because I spent a lot of money and then incurred a lot of like financial strain and stress, like searching for answers, other people with answers. Um, but like it not going within. I think that there's an important note here where this can be in addition, and this can be supplemental to your belief system and framework. And so, you know, even saying something like, do you believe you're whole? If you're raised in a particular religion, you may believe that you're broken and full of sin and that you can never be whole. You may feel like like even like being becoming supernatural like that with that that book is like sacrilegious you know so those are some challenges to rub up against in my personal belief system in my faith i've uh found found ways to digest the compliments the the content in complement to my belief system that is always evolving right me today from a decade ago my my relationship with self with god with uh with faith 
with source, with nature, like it continues to evolve. So I can only imagine that in a decade from now, it'll do the same. And uh, having the courage to look at yourself, take that ownership and, and go forth. You know, you've heard me talk about dual and non-dualism. This is a topic that I get really curious about. And I think like early, early Christianity or even like pre-Christianity, some of the teachings uh, may have fallen more in that non-dual lens, which sort of like disrupts all of these patterns. And so th this question around, is this supportive to me? Is this supportive to me today <laughs> with all of this, right? Is this empowering to me today? There's trauma in the world period. And over time, and especially from childhood, this is this complex developmental trauma. This can store in your body, and there, it, it needs to be unblocked, unearthed, uncovered. There are many different tools and ways to do this. Movement, a big one, right? Moving your body, moving your physical system, breath work, right? Writing, writing. I have a friend, she's been on the show, Right to Heal Flows, right? You're, you're rewiring your brain by the action of writing. Different hemispheres are doing their thing. And, and so many other things to do that you can do on your, your own. And, and what I think is the biggest piece is this healing journey starts with this intimacy within yourself into me. I see being willing to consider that wholeness is a possibility or health is a possibility or whatever you desire, right? These words that I'm using are just placeholders for your words. And then taking these daily actions and being committed to it. There is another trap in this conversation, and it's usually in the form of guilt and shame. There are experiences that you've had in your past that could have led to guilt and shame that you experience in your present. My teaching tool, the pencil is my teaching tool today. And this guilt and shame can be debilitating. It can be and, and why is it debilitating? It's because of the ways it's impressed from these compounding complex developmental trauma moments that may not even seem related. And then there's the trigger and then it deepens it and makes it worse. In yoga, we call this samskaras. It's like the grooves. It's deeper and deeper and deeper picture, like a, a, a car going on one track on the road over and over and over. It deepens, it deepens, it deepens the groove deepens and it deepens and it deepens these brain waves deepen and deepen and deepen and our brain patterns. Talk to someone who actually knows what they're talking about for all the actual language. I'm just going to give you the concepts. Um, and then you are finding yourself in these debilitated moments in your presence. And usually there is a good bit of guilt and shame associated with it. And so this connects to the shadow work and this inner child work to be able to look at whatever those things are, to continue to feel safe because you're accepting yourself and whatever those things are. And then starts to be this invitation to deeper love with yourself there's forgiveness and these experiences of the past reframe or fade away, or you take the lessons and, and it's, it's just so beautiful. It is so, so beautiful. And so I would say that at the heart of 
all of these healing practices and the coming back to wholeness or the re-remembering of your wholeness is to remember that your past doesn't define your present or future. And to accept this deep breath right now as this defining moment and this defining moment and this defining moment as each one comes versus that weight and the guilt and the shame of the past pulling into your present, debilitating you from your future. So going into work with different practitioners, going into even a doctor, your checkups, and remembering I am whole, I am worthy, I am deserving. And that may be that you also need support from different professionals and practitioners, but it is rooted within you. This will allow this access to your intuition to increase, enhance 1x, 10x, 100x, 1000x. And what a display of self-trust when there's been times prior to this moment where you've let yourself down, you've abandoned yourself, and you have the opportunity in this moment, in this moment, in this moment, in this moment, in this moment to show up for yourself. And guess what? You are the only person that can do it. So we've gone over a lot. Take what's yours. Take what's yours now, right? There may be something else for you later. And these three tools, like where do, where do you begin? I, I like to anchor in the healing to the daily practice, morning or evening or whenever. A chance to breathe a chance to be in meditation, a chance to maybe visualize, a chance to do some very somatic visualization, maybe even visualizing the health and the healing of certain body parts or that wholeness radiating through you. We talked about writing, the journaling or the writing to be able to help with the neuropathways and the movement, actually moving your body. So breath, meditation, writing, movement. Can you start to do that? And can you start to do that daily? And let's start low. Let's start with five seconds of each of those. That's my lowest ever. <laughs> or one minute or five minutes. Pick an amount of time that you can commit to those things, breathing, meditating, writing, moving that you can commit to those four things for whatever amount of time and that you start doing it. And it's not like, oh, when, da 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 da, da. it's now. <laughs> and embodiment is an important word. You'll hear me say that a lot. Uh, literally like touching your body, feeling yourself, giving yourself a hug, giving yourself a hug, left, right, inhale left, exhale right while mentally repeating, I am, I'm on a swivel chair, so I'm really doing it. You can repeat, I am, you could say, I am love. I love, I love you. Um, but using your breath to move some energy, using your movement to move some energy, using your writing to reprogram, and then 
in that practice of being alone with yourself then translates into greater and greater awareness as you're out in the world with all the people you love, all the people that you don't even know, right? How you're navigating in the world. So start there. Those will be our consistent four as we're moving through heal, be, and create. Uh, the clients that I'm working with, I'm often reminding them of these practices and that they can be a non-negotiable if you choose. And that's just one more way to show up, to be in that trust muscle with yourself and, um, and be in that relationship. I mentioned EMDR and I want to just mention, usually this is through a therapist. Uh, it's co covered usually by insurance. If you have insurance, eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing. Uh, there's a, a way to use your eye movements to also help with that neural reprogramming uh, and then tapping EFT. There's some great tapping videos. I'm not an expert, but I do use this from time to time. And so it would be top tapping karate chop, my most informal teaching here, tapping karate chop point side of the hand, just tapping. And it's like, I feel so upset. I feel so sad. I feel so disappointed. I have so much shame. And it's like getting into that emotion before you start yourself uh, measures would be like, I'm feeling shame at a level 10 and then you start. And so it's even though above the eyebrow, even though I'm experiencing debilitating guilt and shame and sadness, and I can't let go of my past to my present, go to the side temple. I fully and completely love and accept myself under the eye. I fully and completely under nose at chin, collarbone, under armpit, top of head, eyebrow, side, and you cycle through. And then you feel the energy shift within you. You feel that tension shift and you can do that at any time. So EMDR is a lot more advanced. This is with a practitioner. Uh, and then you have this EFT that you can do at any moment. I'm all about the any moment because we often need these tools in any of our moments. And, and But again, using the EMDR can be really powerful. The other thing I'll recommend that is specific to especially shadow work and uh inner child work, uh, Lacey Phillips program to be magnetic. She has some great uh, deep imaginings that will take you into your own subconscious. Uh, they can be a little bit of time from like 20 to 40 minutes, but uh, her membership has a lot of those different programs that you can do. And, and that's a tool that I'll use with myself from time to time. Um, some other tools, uh, hypnosis, past life regression, those can be some pretty interesting tools. I have a theory around past life regression where, you know, we could be living multiple lifetimes within this lifetime, meaning that literally your human changes every second. And so I don't know how many seconds I've lived up to this moment, but then I would have a lot of past lifetimes in theory. Uh, so if the language of past lifetimes feels really triggering, uh, that's a way to maybe reframe or be curious, like, could this tool still be supportive to me? And if you're down with past lives, obviously that's very interesting in its own right. I got to uh, take a group past life regression session with my brother up in New York uh, with one of the founders at this amazing studio is really cool. And it was like the week prior, I had met someone that had also trained with his dad and had a session with her. It was all very serendipitous. 
Um, and, and that's the thing that I think as you open this can of worms or go down this rabbit hole or uh, start peeling back your layers, you will find lots of different things. Some will resonate, some won't. So be really mindful of your energy. And all of this is to connect you deeper with yourself, with your intuition. And I also have a theory that maybe that's God. <laughs> And so like, if you can set the language aside and just like trust, <laughs> trust yourself, trust your energy, trust your beliefs and, and not feel infringed upon, you may have access to these tools and techniques in a deeper way that could really actually help you uh, if you are carrying around any religious programming that doesn't feel supportive. So I want, you know, it's like, oh, that's so woo-woo. I, I saw a pot of... Uh, um, a Joe Dispenza video actually today that was like why woo woo works and it's like yeah okay it may be woo woo right and and not everything's going to be for you and, and that's really the key it's like you could talk to your friends that are on a healing journey and everybody has like their five healers and and whatever well it's not going to matter for you you're on an intimate journey with yourself navigating and processing complex trauma over your lifetime and what worked for Mary may not work for you. So I definitely say be curious, but have discernment and be mindful of your energy and what you need. Those same tips are going to help you with anything. Lastly, as you're healing and undoing old habits and patterns and belief systems, it can be messy. You may have boundaries that you need to have that you've never been able to have before. You know, you may be asserting yourself in new ways that feel really uncomfortable. So this whole process can be messy because remember, like you have already been messy. That's why it could be the guilt and shame that you're carrying around. So it's like, oh, I don't want to like, and it's like, well, it can't get much worse than what it was. So like, give yourself permission to just navigate, have a lot of compassion for yourself and others and go on the journey. It may feel scary at first. It's like, oh, I can never look at that. And it's like, oh my God, I can look at every single part of myself. There is zero part of me that I need to be ashamed of or afraid of. Uh, I'll leave with one last story. I mentioned I'm into writing my book. I'm, uh, you know, seven days in and about, almost, I think 20,000 words in. And I'm writing about my life. <laughs> and there's these stories that I would, I'm realizing like, oh my God, I had hung on to this shit for so long. And I imagine that you may be too. And ever since that awareness clicked in and I am, you know, seeing this in the timeline of this book and all these different things, I'm, I'm noticing how freaking subtle the impressions can be that have a disempowering impact on me. Like literally the littlest, weirdest thing that I picked up. And it's like, whoa, do I even like that? Is that even me? So, so the subtleties to the programming and to the trauma and to what you've picked up, just being really curious, really curious. Where did this come from? Is this mine now? Was this ever mine, right? We learn a lot from the people that may have raised us or our environments. And that, that's actually where I really want to land this is you could spend a lifetime trying to understand and I say trying purposefully, like why you're the way you are and all the things that happened. And I can obviously very personally relate to this. And you may never figure it all out. It may never fully make sense. And so if we know that 
and we know there's no destination and there's just this now moment <laughs> that may help you really get in integrity with how you use your time, energy, and intention and have some personal responsibility of the role that you're letting the past play on your present. That does not mean that there was not devastation in your life or that there was not all the things, all the isms, all the things, all of it. And I have major respect and to whatever extent I can have understanding and empathy, I do. Uh, and, and there is still this now moment of choice. And I, I've been a little bit like resonating with zero point and choice point, you know, these like physics terms, but it just means like, like the beginning, like the fresh, the now. And if we're new every second, you get those choice points or zero points in every moment. So can you check the baggage, get in integrity and in with yourself through intimacy and show up? <laughs> and I think you can. And I think that you have some amazing gifts uh, in the world, whether that's through how you show up for your family, through your community, through your business, through anything. So so much love. I'm so excited for our next episode of create, uh, sorry, B we're, we're jumping to B and then create. So we have heal, B and create, and it doesn't really matter the order. Like I said, these are all happening, uh, at the same time, usually right in their own ways. So, uh, see what's resonant, see what you're called to at the end of this, which is right now taking a moment to see like, what's your biggest takeaway and what's one commitment that you can make with yourself and all these dormant muscles that are within you it's like, okay, cool. I'm like trying out the, the new muscle. Like maybe I'll get a hundred reps one day, but today I'm just going to get one. And so with that kind of grace and compassion with yourself, as you are traversing your healing path, so much love. I will see you next week. Many blessings. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Leela Life Show. Be sure to share, like, and comment. Tune in next week. And if you're not already a member of the Leela Life Collective, you'll want to be. So take a look in the show notes and be sure you sign up today. Have a beautiful day.